0: Hello, Vegas Golden Knights fans. Welcome to the third episode of Ladies of the Knights Slashing and Hooking, a passion podcast by women who love talking hockey, specifically about our hometown team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Kim, welcome back. Oh my god, <laughs> It's been forever. It has been forever.
1: The last time we were going to do this, it was in March, and we were getting ready to do and covid hit and hockey stopped and like the
0: whole world has changed yeah we've been on lockdown ever since and fair warning i feel like my brain is mush still um but i'm excited to be watching hockey games again i know and be cheering for our team and um spending time doing something other than regular lockdown stuff oh it's been nuts yeah
1: but you know i have to tell you i've had about Half a dozen people say to me, "Hey Kim, when are you guys going
0: to do your podcast?" And so I reached out to you and said, "It's time. It is. It was definitely time." And I think watching these last couple of games um, has uh, <laughs> at least motivated me to want to be back here again. So, and I and I forgot about um, our smelling salts. So I'm super excited right now. In <laughs> fact, I wish I would have remembered them sitting in my medicine cabinet for the last five months because I probably could have used them. Actually, over I was and over. looking
1: in this and thinking, I think your family's been
0: using them. We're only down to three, and didn't we only use two? Oh no! I hope that's not true. Uh, okay. That's funny. All right. So let's get started. Just as a reminder, we uh, start our podcast smelling salts. All right, you get to pop the scent first because I think last time I
1: did. Okay. Wake you
0: up. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ooh, it's red. Yes. So here we it's go. It's very red. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that one in my throat. Mm, I'm going to do one more. Okay. Just. I really need it. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> that burned my
1: nose Woo! there. Oh. oh okay, okay, I did three. Okay. okay. Not three. Well, just three whiffs. Okay. And now
0: we're going to toss it across the room so we can. It's All right. Important. We're ready to go. <laughs> that was magnificent. Okay, just... As a reminder, um, our layout here for our podcast, we want to talk about, we have three separate topics, one for the first period, one for the second, one for the third. So let's get started with the first period. We're going to talk about the round robin and what's happening right now um, and how that's working. So. We have the two or the four top teams in each conference in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference for the Eastern: number one Tampa Bay Lightning, number two the Philadelphia Flyers, three Washington Capitals, and four the Boston Bruins. On the in the Western Conference, we have number one Colorado Avalanche, Ooh. number two <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights, yay, and number three St. Louis Blues, who are the returning or defending champs mm-hmm. uh, from last year, and the Dallas Stars. So those are not in any particular order. Those are just the names
1: of the teams um, that were playing. Um, they have all played at least two games, and that um, and the and the way the round robin works is each of those teams plays each other once, and they get points based off how well they do. Two points for a win, one for it into an overtime, and zero for a lose. Um, just like normal season and then based on the point system they will be ranked one through four um, in the seating. Now second to that we have the next eight teams per conference who are now playing into the playoffs so technically we're not in the playoffs yet we're just waiting playing getting points and then that those eight teams in each division excuse me in each conference are now playing in to see who
0: will make it to the playoffs. And so, those games are best of five. That's how they're yes. eliminated, best of five.
1: And there's been some interesting discussion about that because it's kind of almost feels like a do or die when you play best of five because that first game, all of a sudden, if you lose, you have to win the next three of four. Mm-hmm. When you think of it that way, when we play seven games in normal playoff, which we will when we get into normal playoffs, right. you, that first game is important, but it, there's a little bit of a cushion there. And what they say is, and there's been a lot of debate over the years in the hockey world about, hey, should we go to a best of five? And almost always they say, no, nope, we're keeping the best of seven because the belief is when you have best of seven, almost always the best team will reign. Mm. So Interesting. Yeah. So we've got all this going on. If you're watching hockey at all, you're watching six games a day. And so these guys who've been like, it's been feast and famine. They've been famished for hockey for the last four, five, six months, whatever it's been. And now all of a sudden, it's feast. It's like, even my husband said, you know, at the end of the night, I'm ready to go to bed. I had enough of hockey. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even possible. I don't know. I don't know either. And every game is so important. That's the thing. For sure. Is that they feel so important, especially those play in games which we are not part of we're part of the round robin lucky us yes, we were top four um but yeah
0: i do think though that even though we were in the top four it's been interesting to read about the different coaches and the different mentalities going into this round robin because for pete Boer, he says you know we completely have to change our mindset and um and we are looking at it as wanting to be the best team to win all of our games and there are some other teams that are too but i've read quite a bit of other coaches saying well it's not that important it's not that big of a deal we just need to get out on the ice we need to play Mm. some games Uh, so i think there's two different mentalities going on and maybe they're just saying that i don't know Um. wouldn't surprise me if a team like Boston who's lost both of their two round robins so
1: far and Washington which to me they're the two scary teams from the east Mm -hmm. Boston and Washington because obviously the Caps beat us that first year when we were playing and Boston is just dominated all regular season and they, well, they were
0: eight points ahead going into this. Yeah, and when, they, when they and they
1: have lost, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. have lost both of their round robin. Both of those teams have lost both of their round robins. Right now, they play together. I don't know if it's tomorrow or Sunday. It might be Sunday. They both play. They and that will be an interesting game. I want I want to watch Boston and Washington win yes. or play together and yes. see who wins.
0: Yeah, I I actually like see that game, too.
1: But neither of them will be ranked first or no, second. No. Um I don't believe mm-hmm. because they've lost both. Right. They've got zero points so far. Yeah, they're Boston Boston road.
0: had to come in and re-earn that top spot mm-hmm. in this round robin. Mm-hmm. So, um so that's been that that's been interesting. I wonder how they how they feel about that. Let's talk about the bubble yeah, a little bit and where uh, where they're at. So, um the Eastern Conference is all in Toronto. Toronto,
1: Ontario, which For those of you who don't know much about Canada, Toronto is kind of like Canada's New York. It's on the East Coast, not quite on the coast, but kind of there, getting closer east. And it's sort of metropolitan. You can go to, there's little Italy, there's little Chinatown, there's little, there's, you know, Portugal, there's little Greece. And all types of ethnicities throughout that, that city, um, we don't ever we never refer to any of our cities as a melting pot because in Canada we always we don't talk about assimilation we talk about you retain you maintain your ethnicity and you what you bring to Canada what culture you bring to Canada you keep and so it's just a fabulous city it's a beautiful and so it's kind of the heart of. Canada at least
0: people in the east think so I mean, whatever <laughs> All right. anyway so that's Toronto okay and the Western Conference uh, all of those games are being played in Edmonton tell yep. us about Edmonton.
1: Edmonton We I've lived in both these cities Edmonton cool. is in Alberta which is your oil and gas province but it's so Calgary is very well known to sort of the western sort of rodeo that's where the Calgary Stampede is not not in Edmonton but in Calgary and Edmonton is three hours north mm-hmm. of Calgary so we, and it's colder. And in fact, we lived there two and a half years. Um, I remember once we had to change a, I say, I say we, the proverbial we, it was Jason who had to change a flat tire in the middle of winter and he got frostbite on his ear lobes or whatever. It's very, very cold. And it's so far north that it's not like north, north, like to Alaska north, but it's north enough that in the summertime, this time of year, you can play golf till 1030 at night because the sun is just setting mm-hmm. around 1030, 11 o'clock. And it rises early in the morning, like four a.m. And so you have that lot of a lot, of, day, like, a but lot Edmont- of hockey, yeah. And Edmonton itself is kind of like a little town, ta- little city. It's not a town in the middle of nowhere. Oh. Like you see Edmonton, you fly in Edmonton, and you don't see anything around it. Hmm. I have family lives up there, and anyway, so that's Edmonton for you.
0: It seems like uh, it. It to me, I felt even though it probably would have been nice to have um, games here in Las Vegas as one of the hub cities. Yeah, it was a little disappointing. Yeah, it was. But I do think uh, for hockey um, in general, I, I'm happy that uh, that we're in Canada. And I think, you know, we've talked before about the ice, how it, it's so hot here in Vegas that mm-hmm. the ice can become pretty wet during mm-hmm. the summertime. And I would prefer that people weren't complaining. Um, also, I think that... Um, you know, it's just more isolating. It is.
1: They've managed they've managed that bubble really well from all I hear. I read something that said they've done seven thousand tests within the NHL over the course of this bubble and nothing has come back mm-hmm. positive Fabulous. for COVID. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I also think if we talk a little bit, it's interesting. So here you've got all these players in the east and the west and you've got they're in this bubble, so they don't have family and friends around. Right. No I don't know. The, yeah, I don't know. The Toronto guys have to stay right in the bubble. They can can they go home? I don't no, know. I don't think. I, no, I, yeah, I they're I'm
0: in sure the they bubble, can't right? get home, go home. And yeah. there's no jet lag, right? There's there's no travel. Yeah, I I think that that just puts everybody on a more level playing mm-hmm. field. Um, what what would you think if they did that every season?
1: Wow, that would be interesting. I don't know if they, anyone would go for it, but yeah. it, it certainly would create sort of a more Level playing field, and you know why we wouldn't do it? It's because we want our people home. I mean, this is a money making business. We got to have people in our building where we can cheer. It's It's never going to
0: happen. It's never going to happen because we need to make everyone's got to make money, and we want to cheer for our team. Yeah, we want to see them in the flesh win. Okay. All right. do Do you think we've covered yet? Um, I think too. One of the other things that we had talked about before was um, that they've become more accustomed to uh, the altitude. To their surroundings, to their, you know, to what's going on. And I think that with all the uncertainty that's been going on for the last five months, it might be settling, you know, it might be able, it might be more grounding and for them to be able to get right back into hockey. Because I know that some have been practicing. I don't know to the extent that everyone's been practicing, but I know that this you know, at least for us, um, you know, these games here in the beginning are just you know what what we're going to have going into the playoffs it's the only experience or time on the ice that we're going to have going into the playoffs well in these two
1: cities they have the infrastructure they have the rinks they have the ability to house all these teams and to have them in practice facilities because these are hockey places you know edmonton and toronto ontario hockey league is huge they have i mean it's anyway we won't get into that right now um the other thing i lost my turn of thought i had a little thought for you but it's gone oh i know what it was it's with these games if you watch i think they're doing a fabulous job of making the arenas not seem empty because they've got you know you don't have i love the screens over the
0: seats it's amazing and i they've been playing um each team's goal horns and their songs that they usually listen to and they've got all of their logos all over the place equally yep. so it, it has it and i feels they, they like have a- the noise like crowd noise yep. in the background it was actually a little bit of a bummer for me because i was looking forward to being able to hear like what's going on on the ice um, and the players, you know, talking to one another, calling out, I don't know, what, whatever kind of um, communication happens out there, and we, we really don't hear But much do you
1: know that. that they that was a conscious decision, that they actually have a five-second se- delay, so that if, in fact, you hear any of the F-bombs or yeah, some of that stuff. for sure. So I noticed that some of the first games, there was this delay, and you heard the... It was like, wait a minute, that seemed off. I don't know if they fixed that a little bit, but... Um, but there was a bit of a delay in what we were seeing and hearing, which was kind of right. weird.
0: You're right. I think that that's... Yeah. I haven't really been paying close enough attention. But I loved
1: listening to Dar- Carnell sing the anthem. I don't know if you saw that. And then hearing the crowd, because of course they videotaped it. Right. They took it from a previous game. And the Knights crowd screamed Knights during that part of the anthem. Right. And I thought, oh, that's good for our boys.
0: Mm-hmm. For they sure. to
1: hear us scream the Knights in that anthem.
0: For sure awesome okay great all right second period yeah let's go. so to second let's period. talk about the details of what's happening a little bit and I also want to talk about home ice advantage because I was trying to figure out what what the big deal is about home ice advantage at this point because we you know everyone's on the same ice and uh, but I think it's really important to talk about and to understand um, about this last change okay let's talk about that go ahead so um so when you have home ice advantage, so what's going to happen now is that after the seeding, right, mm-hmm. for us, let's just take, uh, take the Golden Knights, for example. After the seeding, so right now, we're going to play Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. We both have won two games. Yes. And the winner of this game will be seeded first. Correct. Okay, so we want to beat them. Oh. Now it's been painful. Ooh, it's been painful this last season because we've played them twice. Um, let me get the exact. Okay, we pay- played them on October twenty fifth, and they beat us six to one. Mm-hmm. Then we pay- played them on December twenty third, and they beat us seven to three. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one point is that we had a different coach back then. Okay. Um, another point is that we didn't have Leonard right Back so then. we've got a solid um, different type of goalie we've had a four month layoff um so that's gonna affect maybe either one of us mm-hmm. um and then we've got this hub setting so those are kind of the four um elements that are a little bit different than when we played them before right. um they're gonna be i'm pretty sure they're gonna be pretty gung-ho to be playing us tomorrow night but Leonard is gonna be in the goal which right? is
1: great for us because let me tell you two things well maybe it's not two i don't know First of all, in the round robin, these four teams on the Western, so the four teams that have played St. Louis, Colorado, us, and Dallas, we've, we have scored 11 points. We've let in net seven points. Mm-hmm. Colorado, I want to say they've scored seven points. I'll have to double check in. They've only let one goal in the net mm. in the two games that they've played. That's kind of freaky, a little yes, bit scary. Yes,
0: Do um, they have two goalies like we do? I
1: think they actually have four. I, I, oh, I was shoot. looking at three or four. But when you when they list the three or four, they all have two. They always have a backup, mm-hmm. right? I don't know who well, yeah a backup.
0: Na- but, you know, when I'm talking oh. about like two, you know, all-star kind of goalies. I don't
1: know the answer to that. We'll have to research that yes, and bring it back we next will. week because it's I, – I did look at the name and I didn't recognize the name. Like, you, like there's certain goalies you just know their names, like mm-hmm. Montreal – You've got um now I forget his name. What's his name? Um
0: oh. Price.
1: Price. Um you have there's you know you've got the
0: Pittsburgh tuca Rests. I this is totally off topic, mm-hmm. but speaking of goalies at Bennington yesterday, oh my gosh. Was he, he was he? insane. Was he? I didn't do did we play St. Louis yesterday? Yes Yes, he was amazing. He was amazing mm-hmm. yesterday. I mean 38, we had 38 shots on Cole. That's right, you're right. Uh, he was incredible, and we had a really hard time in the second period, no, first period was crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I felt like we were a little off in the first period, but then the third period, I don't know, all all throughout it was just like, save here, save here, save here, and you just, every time a shot went off, I'm like, that's going in, and it didn't go in. He was incredible. So and let's, start.
1: do we need to talk about that game and talk about Flurry? Hmm... I think we maybe That's should, it. since we're yeah, talking details it. about this. Please. Because we're not saving that for third period. We're talking something no. different about third period. Yeah. Let's just talk briefly about that. It was a really terrible game.
0: Flurry play. I've rough. never
1: seen Flurry play so poorly. Mm-hmm.
0: It was very. Well, he was awful. out of the net a lot. He was you know, he they called very, chasing, chasing
1: the puck. He He's, is
0: very aggressive. He did have a really great poke check earlier. Um, when someone was coming towards the goal, I can't remember. I think I wrote it down somewhere. But someone was coming at the goal, and he poked it away. And I thought that that signature yes. uh, flurry, and that's great. But that, but, but with, mm-hmm. but a couple of those goals is uh, uh, particularly the one that you're talking about when he was pretty much completely out of the blue, out of the out net, of his, yeah. out of the goalposts. And he didn't... He, I, I felt like he didn't even know where I don't the think fuck he, was. I,
1: I think he didn't know where he was. Like, I really feel... Because when he, <laughs> like... So like I think girl. he was so far out that when he went to sort of save, he was a whole net away like his body he was a completely out of the net well i think he a thought net, that he a complete
0: was spread exa- away. no he was his splits. spread his, yes his complete split Absolutely. spread yes yeah
1: okay let's talk not that's we don't need to talk about that anymore it was <laughs> difficult for me i love flurry and my and my uh my husband kept saying if Lerner was in net um i think we only would have let one in i'm
0: like don't talk about flurry like that <laughs> well <laughs> what i thought was interesting too is that most of the time, our announcers will not say anything bad about Flurry. I know, and there was a, quite a bit of discussion after the game uh, about his performance and that um, he might have fallen short in some areas. And yeah. kind of, t- there was—it was still they still spoke about it with kindness, but um, but it was more so than I've ever heard anyone talk about him
1: it makes me wonder is something going on i mean i you know you can speculate we don't need to speculate but one thing about flurry when he has a bad game he comes back the next time in full force Mm -hmm. that is signature for him right? right so i would expect the next game he plays he will be on game on point for sure okay okay
0: Is there anything else about yesterday's game you want to talk about,
1: though? No, I think we won. I mean, the thing to mention about these games, I I mean, I know we want to talk about the Knights because that's who we are, but I do want to talk about a few things out, a few other things. But I do want to say that the last two games we played, we've won those games in the third period. We've outscored the teams completely in the third period. That's where we came alive, and really our offense went nuts.
0: Yes, but I do think compared to our first game um, against the Stars, we didn't really play our first two periods. Correct. It, it took us a long yeah, time to get going, and they in third period they came out mm-hmm. looking better. Um, I did think that they played outstanding yesterday. All three periods, mm-hmm. they played a full sixty minutes, they sure did. which is what we're what we're looking for. And shots on goal ended up thirty eight to seventeen or something like mm-hmm. that. And if you're tripling
1: yeah.
0: like that, it's gonna be to your advantage. I wouldn't have liked to have given up a couple of those goals. But in fairness to Flurry, there was a lot of turnovers. And we had a hard time getting the puck out of our zone. Mm. Um, One of them that uh, he got scored on was when Schmidt couldn't get it out. That was the first one I thought. And I was like, "Why? what is going on? Get it out. And there were a couple of times, uh, two more times after that that I feel like were more challenging because we were we couldn't get the the puck out of our zone, so there were some turnovers there, which I think um, and and all the guys said so at the end um, of the game as well. So I think they saw it too. We but they capitalized on each one of those turnovers, and you know that we've got to be more careful about
1: that. Okay, so before we go into the third period, I think it's really important that we talk a little bit about... Oh, I'm so sorry. A little bit about... I was looking up um, a game. I'll tell you about it in a second. I yeah, think we, we need have to a talk going
0: on right we, now. There,
1: today is huge mm-hmm. for all of these play-in teams. And I don't want to talk about all of them because I don't know that our listeners really want to hear all of them. They probably know all about it right now by the time we play this. But I do think there's a couple of things worth mentioning. Here's what we know... We know in the West that we've got the four teams, obviously the round-robin teams that you've already mentioned. We also know that Arizona has beat out Nashville. Arizona was seated 11th coming in, and they beat out Nashville, who was 6th. So that was a little bit of an upset. Mm-hmm. But the one that's going on right now, Calgary beat Winnipeg. So Calgary's in, but they were like 8th and ninth, so it was just which one will win. Mm-hmm. Although Winnipeg was the favorite, because they, they have a strong goalie in Hellebuck. Um, but the big upset that could happen if it's not over yet that's what I was trying to check on my phone is the Oilers versus Chicago Chicago was the 12th seed and the Oilers were the fifth and today if Chicago wins then Chicago's in and then um, Vancouver and Minnesota play as well and it looks like I don't I don't remember we'll have to that that one will play out it could be Minnesota beats that vancouver i, I we'll don't talk remember. about that next that's, week yeah now the other thing that happened this week um today specifically is pittsburgh lost to the montreal canadians right the and penguins were again a fifth seed and montreal was 12th and they're shot and you know what eight seven that's today hmm. eight seven sydney crosby's number 87 oh, it's sure. his birthday <laughs> it's his birthday today he wow. was born on 8-7 in 1987, right. and that's why he wears 87. Hmm. And Sidney Crosby, yeah, happy birthday to you, not <laughs> you guys lost today to the Montreal Canadiens. They are not going into the playoffs. Oh, I'm sad not, day. I'm not too sad about that. A lot of people aren't. I'm sure a lot of teams aren't, because Pittsburgh is a scary team in the playoffs. It doesn't Absolutely. matter it, when, when they're in the, so here comes Montreal. They have 21 cups in their lifetime, I think, something like that. I might be off by a number or so but that'll be interesting. The New York Islanders are in, they beat Florida. That wasn't a stretch at all. And then uh, Carolina uh, beat New York. I don't remember if that was an upset. It might've been a tad. And we're waiting to find out about Columbus and Toronto and that might be determined tonight too. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on.
0: Well, and what will be interesting is is if Toronto Maple Leafs, if they get beat, then we'll have both of those um, home ice teams out. Right. That's so true. Want, no one will have to worry about that. Yeah.
1: And it looks honestly like Columbus might take out Toronto tonight. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Sweet. All right. Okay. Good times. Good times. Okay. Third Third period. Did we finish on the home ice advantage? Oh, good question. You started to talk about it, but I don't know if you explained it. We didn't. We didn't talk about last change. I don't know what. Oh, because we, I went on a tangent with the um, <laughs> with the goalie. With Bennington. Okay, so let's talk about home ice advantage for a second, because a lot of people are going to be wondering why it's so important. I know the Golden Knights have come into this uh, series, into this round robin, wanting to be first. um, And why, why is that important? And first of all, I think their mental game i think it's important Um, somebody brought up that they get to maybe wear their preferred jerseys but i think the most important thing is this idea of last change and um you might have to help me explain it if i um, screw it up but when a team has home ice advantage the ref will come to the home team so the, the players go out on the ice the visiting team's players go out on the ice and the home team coach gets to decide whether or not he's going to stick with his players or make a change um, so that they can either evenly match up or maybe not evenly match up, um, have some kind of opposing matchup. Um, now Gallant was
1: typical. Not this was not an issue for him. He just played who he played, and he let the teams play. But we think De Boer is a little more strategic, and that he might make changes. So it, it, there's a natural flow to the game. You see people coming on and off, on and off, on and off the ice. But it's when that whistle stops, so when the game play stops, and before the whistle blows, the players go
0: out. The lines change. Whatever. Right. and then they and you see the ref go over to the bench and ask and hold up his hand mm-hmm. and figure out find out you know is this is this where you want to settle out with with your players so there is that advantage right, right? so the home i the home team basically gets the last say on who they put out there mm-hmm. and
1: so once they put their guys out and it's last there's no more change right and the game continues
0: and that is an advantage that is an advantage. And you know, the other part of it being seated one or two, you're, you're able to chase the matchups that you like and avoid the ones that you don't. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we'll be in a better position uh, for matchups um, in that case as well. So let's see, um, I All think right.
1: that might be it. Well, let's move on to the next topic, real okay. fast topic. All I right, think. third period. We're gonna talk about
0: taking a knee.
1: Yeah. So this was interesting in all of the light. I know we don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but in all of the light of the, the just the environment that we're living in right now and all of the, I don't even, I don't even like to use the word controversy because there really shouldn't be a controversy (laughs) about black lives matter and whatnot.
0: Um, but why don't you tell me taking the knee what
1: that represents tends to represent?
0: Well, Colin Kaepernick, uh, was the first, player uh, athlete to take a knee and um his his stance was against um police brutality right uh, that is initially what it is supposed to be uh, about and i think that in general uh, i think some people take a knee might might switch it up for various reasons but um but that that's the idea and i think black lives matter has come in and um you know carried the torch on that as well. So it, it, it's for police brutality. I think that, you know, NFL has warmly embraced it at this point. Um, so has the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been quite a controversy uh, for the NHL, uh, the, a predominantly white sport mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of influence from Canada, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I. I I think that it's not. I mean, we do have a couple of Canadian teams that play in the uh, Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about NFL. Toronto Blue
1: Jays and no, they no. Yeah. The, uh, Canada has a CFL, Canadian Football League, totally different.
0: Totally different. Yeah. So, so really, the only crossover, the only other um, at, you know sport that crosses over a little bit um, into Canada would be the Major League Baseball. So oh, don't
1: forget the Toronto Raptors
0: when the oh. b- <laughs> basketball. Oh, shoot. Let's not forget that. We the North. Okay. uh, That's okay. I'm only a hockey fan. We'll move on. Okay. So anyway, um, but I think that that does color whether or not hockey was going to join the effort. Now, they do have their initiative to stand for justice. Yes. uh, Which which is helpful. Um, Well, I think that's kind of maybe the... And we maybe
1: really worth saying is that um, there there's a player named Dumba that's um, who they 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 created this um, hockey diversity alliance. I don't know how old it is. I don't know how long it's been there. But I know like Evander Kane is on there. I hate, hate to use his name. <laughs> he's not my favorite guy. Um, I don't know who else is on that alliance. I think Reeves is on it. He might be. Yeah, uh-huh, I do. And uh, Dumba is a I think he's half uh, Filipino. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made a statement before the first puck drop of, maybe before the anthem, whatever, it was before the anthem. Yeah. Um, he made a statement on behalf of the Hockey Diversity Alliance and all of the NHL. And during that, he talked about standing for... Justice. Justice, mm-hmm. yes. Racial equality and all of that. And yet, he took a knee. He had Suban on one side and another player, last name Nurse, on the other side, who are both... African-American.
0: Yes, and I th- believe Subban's in the alliance
1: as well. As well. Mm-hmm. And he took a knee while they st- stood. Um, and But some of the, I don't know if some of the controversy was he took a knee during the American anthem, but not the Canadian anthem. Mm. But he then did say later, he that was a mistake. He probably should have taken a knee for the Canadian anthem. And then, of course, what happened um, during... Our game with Dallas is that Reeves and Leonard took a knee along with two other Dallas players. I can't remember the names.
0: Right.
1: And so that sparked a little bit of discussion on Twitter and whatnot. A lot of support for those players, yes. certainly, um, in the media, and the press. And they, they were interviewed. You can read their statements and everything else. And like Reeves comes from a long line of uh, police. Like Mm -hmm. His father was a police, um, a sheriff in Manitoba, his father, his grandfather, and his great-great-great-grandfather back in the Wild West was also um, a law enforcement officer. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't about the law enforcement in his mind, it was about racial inequalities in the sport and in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in the U.S. and
0: Canada. For sure. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, Reeves is Canadian and Leonard is Swedish, Swedish. Mm-hmm. and so we had two players, not even you know Americans, right. uh, kneeling for racial equality. And so maybe you know, uh, I don't know. I I don't I can't really speak to um, you know what's in their hearts. Uh, they did do some interviews yeah. after and talked about it being uh, not a political issue, but a. a an issue about of humanity, mm-hmm. and um, and I think with Leonard's background with mental health, um, he probably yeah. you know looks at things a little bit um, softer yeah. than and other people. I think
1: it was fun, fi- and, and we haven't seen anything more. That was kind of it. Obviously, there was some Twitter blow up a little bit for you know sure. i think the hockey fans diehard hockey fans i mean you don't even have to be you can be a diehard hockey fan and support this there is some of that discussion Well, just play the game right. like this is this is not a place for that just play the game you'll get that anywhere mm-hmm. i think but yeah overall um, i think it was a good statement and it was done and now we're playing and there's right. i don't think we'll see or hear anything more whether that's good or bad i don't know i think
0: we just want to watch hockey Right. I, I am grateful that our team uh, did take a stand. I know that initially, I think Reeves talked about uh, that they had a discussion in the locker room mm-hmm. together. They decided to all stand, and then mm-hmm. him, uh, he and Leonard decided last minute to um, to kneel, and then the other two players from Dallas did too. So I I love the idea of doing what's in your heart. Yes. And how you feel, yes. and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. I, uh, I, I did go through all of the Vegas Knights posts and oh. like all of the comments that, <laughs> that, that, <you> supported, <laughs> it, that supported it, um, just, and yeah. I, and I commented myself that I really appreciated it and loved it. And, um, and I don't hold anything against anyone else that, that decided not to, um, I think the statement to stand for, uh, for justice is, uh, is good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We don't have
1: to All right. Well, this is exciting that. because we are in the throes. I'm thinking right now. If I looked on my phone, we we'll, might see Chicago and and the Oilers going into overtime, or we might we'll see one of they. You know, going to the third period. I think it was tied two two. Mm-hmm. And so we will have to meet again sooner than later. It's not going to be three yeah. weeks out. It's going to have to be next week because yeah. we're going next to be in for hot sure. action. We're going to have our lineup. We're going to have the playoff probably calendar in front of us. Yes, and it, we're going to be in the throes
0: of it. It's exciting times. Yes, good luck to the Knights tomorrow night. Yes, go the Knights! Go! Go Knights! Go! <laughs> Beat the crap out of them! Yeah, I um, I'm super excited. I'm I'm excited to see Leonard play again. I don't think we've seen enough of him. I know to kind of get. Um, To get an idea, uh, just a little teaser for next week. We will be talking uh, Flurry versus Leonard. Yes. Uh, We we have to start talking about it. Okay. All
1: right, and but I need to say if we do have listeners who are listening, here's your research. Go and read the article that Jesse Granger wrote about Flurry. It's beautifully written. I brought a tear to my eye cuz I felt like I was in, back home in Canada and I love in the cold winter. It was beautiful, beautifully written. It gives an insight into the character of Flurry. And the other piece that we commit to doing on research here is on um finding out like this Western Eastern Conference winners and seeing um who, you know, how that plays out in this format.
0: Great. Well, another awesome podcast all right <laughs> thank you so much good luck nights tomorrow night and we will uh we'll, we should one more week of hockey and we should know uh where we're headed
1: yep okay all right thanks then
0: all right see ya.